T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Go groovy. I thought it was just going to go like a, a crazy like drummer solo or something. I don't know what that's I was what expecting. That's what happens when you let brothers rock out. Yeah. Live Collar, second hour, late night, W-E-E-I, it's KJ, and ironically, favorite color, if you have like a girlfriend who's like, oh, I just picked my brackets based on my favorite color, if she picked blue, she's a winner, Kansas blue, Villanova blue, Carolina blue, Duke blue, you like what I did there, did you? I see it, a lot of people do that, that in mascots, that's how people pick. Yeah, it's, um... This year's March Madness has been one of the craziest I've ever seen. If you if you told me that a 15 seed, if you told me a 15 seed would win a game, I said, yeah, that, that's starting to happen now. If you told me they were going to win three games, you'd be like, good heavens, who who's playing from the rest of these college basketball teams? Like, like a 15 seed, you're literally talking about like they could be team number 60, right? Or 56, between 56 and 60 in the tournament. And there are teams who didn't make it who were probably better than them. I mean, it's been for some good watching. There have been some really good games. Then there have been some games where there was just so much clanking going on. It was horrible. Oh, my gosh. That Houston game? Did you watch the Houston, uh, the Houston-Arizona game? I, I saw that one, and I really, I was shocked that the public was all over Houston in that one. A lot of people thought Houston was going to win that one, even well, you though know, Arizona game, was the one seed. Well, the game was in San Antonio, so it's almost like, it, it, and I like it when the NCAA does that, right? Like, if a seven seed sneaks in or, like, a five seed spaces a four, like, by chance, they may actually have the home court advantage by location. That uh, that was going on with Wisconsin. I, I was I was so glad to see Wisconsin go. It just felt like they were just getting tickled, you know, tickled under the testes by the NCAA for some weird reason. I don't know what it was, but I thought it was hilarious that Michigan went further than Wisconsin did. <laughs> Good for them. All right, still to come this hour, uh, the Will Smith, Chris Rock. I do have, I hate using the word take, but I have my own thoughts on that, and I feel really bad for all the bad jokes you heard throughout the day. All over. They were horrible. I even saw one, Justin, that said, uh, I was wondering if Will and Jada were going to be able to get jiggy with it after the Oscars. I'm like, you know what? Just because you can type it doesn't mean it's funny. There was a lot of bad stuff today. Some of them were good, though. There was definitely some good ones. There was. But I think, yeah, I think the, the bad outweighed the good in the terms of the Chris Rock memes there. We saw the Will Smith, Chris Rock memes. I think the bad outweighed the good. 
Yeah, that's coming at that's coming at eleven forty-five. Plus, we'll hear more from Bill Belichick. He's down at the winter meetings, and some good questions are being asked. Uh, some of this Tom Brady story is starting to kind of bleed into like what the Dolphins are doing and what what Tampa may do. That's coming at eleven eleven twenty, and then here in about ten minutes, I've got a parody song to deal with our brackets. So if you've been following the show here on WEEI, you probably know that Justin and I have a little wager going on um, regarding our brackets. Now, the way it works is if Justin wins, the amount of points he collects, he converts those into dollars, and those dollars I have to pay him through Venmo or whatever, however you want the money sent to you. So that way you can go to Justin's already been lining up and telling his favorite Watering hole, get ready for me. He's cutting coupons. He's really going to try and make my money stretch. If I win, for every point that I collect, Justin has to offer that up in babysitting for my 10-year-old. I'm just telling you right now, if Peppa Pig drives you crazy, get ready to be driven to insanity. Peppa Pig. You familiar with it, Justin? I am familiar with that. It's, There's some good memes out of that one, too. That's yeah, another one. Well, so so let's look at our bracket pool. Justin, you have yours in front of yourself. So as we went into the Sweet 16, by fate and by chance, both of us were even with 92 points, correct? That is correct. All right. So the way we cash in our next points are how many did you get right for the Elite Eight and how many did you get right for the Final Four? And then there'll be a multiplier, and then we'll add that to the points that you have. All right. For the Elite Eight, each point is worth 10 points. How many Elite uh, how many elite Eight teams did you get right? I had two. That was Duke and Villanova. Okay. I had Duke and Arkansas. Yep. So I had Duke and Arkansas. Those are the only two. So two more, that would be an additional 20 points. So that puts you at 112. I had two. I had Arkansas and Duke. We can't get away from each other, so that's 112. All right, so now when you get to the final four, each team is worth 20 points. How many final four teams do you have? I had one. That would be Villanova. So that's 20 points. Wow. I had one. That's Duke. This is this is insane. Did you see this bit going this way, Justin? No, actually, after the round of 64, I thought I was in good shape, but you made one hell of a comeback, especially when you're – uh, when your championship winner, Kentucky, went down, I was like, oh, this is over. You thought it was a cakewalk, right? I was celebrating already a little bit prematurely. So literally, Justin and I are both tied at 132 points. So <laughs> here's where it gets interesting. Who do you have in your final game? I had the Zags, but they're obviously out. So now it's just Villanova that I'm still rooting for. So I had Gonzaga taking down Villanova. So, literally, I am rooting against Villanova for my own money interest because I have nobody left in my Final Four in the final game. So, I had Duke losing to Kentucky. So, my final game looks like Kentucky versus Arizona with Kentucky winning it all. So, I can't collect any more points. So, I'm going to be stuck at 132. My only prayer is that Villanova doesn't end up in the National Championship. Chip K, because if they do, then you've advanced one. Oh, my God. So this realistically could very well tie. It could tie. If Villanova loses to Kansas and whatever happens, like, I want Carolina to win. 
because I don't, I, you're going to hear it in the song in a couple minutes. I, I did not see Duke winning it, making it to the final game. Sports oh just God. work in a weird way. It's just always a, like when a team, when a player or a coach is in their last year or there's some sort of adversity, I feel like they always just prevail, that one team. Like oh, Lakers no, this LeBron, is, oh, no, this is going to be a beautiful story. Coach K losing his last game at Cameron Indoor Stadium and kind of cursing out his own fans who want to applaud him. He's like, no, it's unacceptable. I want to see him scream, turn those machines back on if Carolina beats him again because Carolina – and Duke have never played each other in the in the NCAA tournament. Never. All the history, all the years they've had. Now, there have been times where they were charted on a path to see each other again, but it would usually either be, say, the Final Four or possibly a national championship game. They would almost either be this, like, well, like one had to be an eight seed, right, just to make it through the way they have. And I like the way Carolina looks right now. I, I, li- I like Carolina over Duke one more time. And yes, I like to see Coach K have tears of, of real pain, real pain, real pain to know that Tommy Amaker and his little voodoo doll of Coach K is saying, "See what happens when you don't pick me." Is after all those years as your trusty assistant. No, please, no. <laughs> That's my please. Point. Everyone, be quiet. Let me just say, it's unacceptable. No, oh, what a scunzili head, huh? So my final four is Duke, Kentucky, Providence, Arizona. Clearly, Duke is the only one left. But I'll be honest with you. I did not I did not think that Carolina's luck would take them past Baylor. But once they beat Baylor, I was like, yeah, they can do this. Because at the same time, St. Peter was beating everybody. I was like, my gosh. And I think uh, Shaheen Holloway is going to – he's going to – I think, like, end of this week he's going to be announced as the new head coach at Seton Hall. So literally, like, moving his stuff from, like, 15 minutes away. And – times in his salary by 10 like isn't that crazy isn't that that, that's that's the beauty of march madness a little bit of when a guy like his team gets hot and suddenly they're like hey we need to call that guy and that guy adds a zero to his salary that's how you do it so i'm happy for him and uh we'll we'll just see how some other things your providence had a chance they really had a chance against kansas i really thought they could pull it out against kansas but they didn't and then that Arizona Houston game, I had it as Arizona Tennessee, so I didn't even i i had i had Houston losing to Arizona, uh, and then not and then not even making it to Villanova. Well, I well to Tennessee. I I had Villanova losing to Tennessee. Jeez, what does it not sound like I'm speaking a foreign language with my brackets here? I mean, this is horrible, but this is a good bet that we have going on. Literally tied. And if you win. You win if, if Villanova gets to the national championship game. Even if they lose, you win by tiebreaker. That's all I need. That is all <laughs> oh, I need. And then that puts an additional fifty bucks. What that so so the most you so you could get hundred and eighty two dollars out of me. A hundred and for and, and and you like doing like the twofers, don't you? Oh my gosh. You might try and stretch this. I, look, look, you'd be like, yeah, KJ just gave us like budget money for going out. <sighs> well, it wouldn't be safe to burn this bracket here in the studio, would it? <laughs> I'm not, sure not after what happened the other day with the the whole bagel and the toaster oven. Not, yeah, not, yeah, not today. Yeah, thanks, Courtney. Still stinks in here. So 
One of my best friends, in true story, he was invited to my wedding, but I didn't expect him to make it there. It's ludicrous. And so to celebrate just how bad my brackets are, hit it, Justin. My brackets suck. My brackets suck. Tear them up. My brackets suck. Pure trash. My brackets suck. When they lose, I lose. My brackets whack. When they lose, I lose. My brackets whack. When they lose, I lose. My brackets whack. Oh hell, can we please bring Kentucky back? When they lose, I lose. My brackets whack. When they lose, I lose. My brackets whack. When they lose, I lose. My brackets whack. Oh hell, can we please bring Kentucky back? Gone is my bracket. Let me tell you something. UConn, sorry ass, ain't do nothing. Tennessee got wax, St. Peter's was shocker. Just like Chris Rock getting smacked at the Oscars. Down went Baylor and so did the Zags. Can't wait for Carolina McShevsky mad. Got one Final Four team, my bracket looks sad. No Kentucky, Providence, or Arizona. It's bad. When they lose, I lose. My bracket's whack. When they lose, I lose. My bracket's whack. When they lose, I lose. My bracket's whack. Aw, hell, can we please bring Kentucky back? When they lose, I lose. My bracket's whack. When they lose, I lose. My bracket's whack. When they lose, I lose. My bracket's whack. Aw, hell, can we please bring Kentucky back? My bracket suck. <laughs> My bracket suck. My bracket suck. My bracket suck. Yeah, and that's that's the bracket right there. That's it right there. Trash. <laughs> you know that parody was made today. You know, that has like a born on date. Those commercials like it has a born on date. That parody has a born on date because there's no way I could have made that last week. Yeah, because you mentioned the, the Oscars fiasco. There you, there you go. You liked that, didn't you? I did like that one. I was not expecting that. I, I honestly thought this would be pre-produced or something, but it was made today. So it was, great work. It's fresh out of the bakery. And still have another one to celebrate the Bruins' big, big, big matchup with the Maple Leafs tomorrow night. That's that's coming in 30 minutes. Like, you're getting two for in one hour. They like the, Justin, maybe if we just move this show like to the West Coast, still do it here. It'd be on at like eight. <laughs> I mean, Paulie just says like he he goes to bed to us. I wonder, I wonder if he dresses different for bed when Barrett is on versus when I'm on. <laughs> Dude, put some clothes on, man. Don't don't be commandoing when I'm on the air. I know this show's exciting, but I didn't mean that that type of excitement. No, but that's a that's a salute to my guy Chris. Um one of the best send-off parties I ever received was like eight eight people. Eight people. Chris, one day I'll sit you down and tell you how I used to date a girl who was on the flavor of love. I'll tell you about that. Off air. But yeah, that's one of my favorite stand up. You know, you know who did that beat? Kanye West. That's a Kanye West beat. Really? Yes. My brackets suck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, imagine if St. Peter's won and you're going into the Final Four trying to have St. Peter's play in a primetime game. You're like, oh. It almost felt that way if you're like, please don't let it be Miami going. You know, like, These double-digit seeds. But again, you end up with Carolina Duke, Villanova, Kansas. I know the network is very happy. We had an 11 just, and 10 matchup in the Sweet 16 with <sighs> Iowa State and Miami. Like, think I mean, about who would have saw that coming? Like, how do you, like, you have seeds one through 16. How are you going to have a game between two seeds that add up to 21? 
something? You think you think kids are bad at math, huh? Teacher, how sway? How? So, Justin, good luck on Villanova versus Kansas. But I'm going to tell you right now, $100, $180 working late at night, <laughs> that's a lot of money for me. <laughs> it's KJ Late Night, WEEI. Next, Bill Belichick at the winter meetings. Some pretty interesting questions, including his thoughts on Brady unretiring. That's next. But right now, let's trend. Marloni and Fourier, weekdays 2 to 6. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. Some brutal news for the Celtics. The team has announced Robert Williams will have surgery on the torn meniscus he suffered last night. The timetable for his return is unknown. The Celtics fell to the Raptors 115-112 tonight. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Al Horford we're all out alongside Robert Williams tonight. The Celtics now drop to fourth place in the Eastern Conference in a virtual tie with the two-seed 76ers, the three-seed Bucks, and just one game behind the one-seed Heat, who they host on Wednesday night. Jason Tatum has been named the Eastern Conference Player of the Week for the third time this month. And according to Field Yates of ESPN, the Patriots hosted former first-round pick Trebil Peppers for a visit today. Peppers has spent the last three seasons with the Giants. The Red Sox are back in spring training action tomorrow afternoon at 105 when they take on the Pirates. There are just eight games left in spring training before the Sox visit the Yankees on April 7th for opening day. And the Bruins host the Toronto Maple Leafs tomorrow. Jeremy Swayman gets a start in net for the Bees with puck drops set for 730. Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions will be featured on Hard Knocks this summer. Also, some more good news for the city of Detroit. They will host the 2024 NFL Draft. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Late Night with KJ coming up next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now back to it. WEEI Late Night and streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. I'm assuming you're not going to name an offensive or defensive coordinator this year. Uh, why not? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not big on titles, so we have jobs to do. We'll do the jobs. Does that create any confusion as to like accountability and chain of command and things like that? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know what difference it makes. <laughs> Bill is in rare form. At the winter meetings, it's KJ Late Night, W-E-E-I, 617-779-7937, or the text line 37937. Remember, get your votes in for Wrestle Madness, the two versus three showdown between the number two seed, The Miz, 
versus the number three seed, Shawn Michaels. We will determine the winner who goes up against Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, in the Steve Austin bracket for best pr- microphone promo skills in Wrestle Madness. Not big on titles. Boy, that was a. I, I mean, I don't want to diss the question, but come on, you have to know that there's no chain of command problems if Belichick is still there. That's not the issue that people have about knowing who's doing what with the Patriots. It's about are they competent at doing what with the Patriots, right? And and the biggest question is, oh, so you're just going to turn the offense over to Belichick when there's always someone else who's been on top of the offense? That's pretty interesting. Uh, I don't know if there's this thought process going on with the Patriots that I've heard some I've heard some theories behind this that Bill just wants to have the people that he knows and trusts around him versus potentially creating uh, some type of chaos and disorder with new people coming in potentially could create factions and and to be honest if you, if if you remember how bad it was for Belichick at the beginning of his career um, the one thing he did have was his own people so when things hit the fan. At, at, at levels beyond their control. That's why manage expectations is one of the tenets of Patriots way is because look, <laughs> what happens when your owner isn't telling you that they're moving the team across country and you just bought a house off of, off of Lake Erie. So uh, Belichick knows that, look, sometimes the people who are you, you have groomed and kept closest to you are going to be the ones that are most loyal to you. And there's going to be an aspect of you that says, uh, they wouldn't be here if I didn't think they could get the job done. So that kind of brings us to the offensive side and Joe Judge. Here's Belichick about Joe Judge and his time at the Giants. When you give your personal endorsement on a candidate like Joe Judge to the Giants and he gets fired only two years into what's supposed to be a long-term plan, do you have any kind of reaction to that disappointment that – you put your name behind that, and that person didn't get maybe the shot they thought they would? Yeah. It's not my decision. I wasn't there, so I don't know. Regarding you have to talk to the Giants about that. I don't know. Yeah, Belichick is not – I don't think he's nary ever going to say a word really bad about anybody, but especially about the Mara family because it's the same people who owned the Giants when he was there. So he knows who they're dealing with. I, they, they see Bill as a son. You know, I was, uh, Justin, you may not know this, but I was fortunate to see like people like Harry Carson and Bill Parcells. Parcells didn't live too far away from me where I grew up. In fact, I don't even know if you know this nugget that, you know, when Parcells drafted Christian Peter here for the Patriots and made his famous grocery statement, Christian Peter and I went to high school together, grew up together. So Belichick was all, I mean, I'm not Belichick, but Parcells was always around. And, you know, Bill Belichick is part of that kind of family too. So, I don't think it was unusual that Joe Judge got that. Now the more that I think about it, Joe Judge more or less got that job off of great recommendations from Bill Belichick, more so than anything that Joe Judge could do great. So sometimes you just have to come back home and be in your old room with your old posters. We didn't we didn't move your room around because we had a feeling you might flunk out of college. Okay, it might be a little too personal there. KJ Late Night here on WEEI, 617-779-7937. Text line is 37937, talking Patriots and Belichick and his staff down at the winter meetings. Uh, Still to come, Bruins, Toronto, big matchup tomorrow. Got a nice song for him in 20 minutes.
So I guess it's that people want to know, fans want to know, like, look, is is there still more to come? Now, we're, everybody's asking that in terms of free agency. People have been patient about the draft. But is there still more additions to come to the staff, Bill? Staff complete, and who do you envision calling plays on offense? Yeah, I won't be calling any for a while. So right. we're not calling any for a while. Only games are all. So, um, yeah, I think our staff is complete. Um, wouldn't rule anything out, but I don't. I don't think we necessarily would hire anybody else. But we'll evaluate every situation as it comes. Yeah, I believe him on that because at this point, as you're getting ready for the draft, all teams are. You probably want to have all your people in place to know, all right, what type of players are we going to be getting in the draft and what type of uh, personnel do we have calling and drawing up plays? I don't think that's something you decide, you know, like in June, right? Like you want to have stuff installed, basic packages, know what you want to do. So for for those who are thinking maybe maybe – I think if there's only if there's a small window of anybody walking through there, you know, in the midnight hour, it would be Bill O'Brien, right? Because you're really walking into something that you know and kind of help create or, you know, put things to. So, yeah, there's probably no big name. And, okay, I guess we've just got to let that that ship sail that, you know, that you know, I was hoping that maybe you get some young blood in here that, you know, a little more offensive minded. But, again, you know, how are you going to go to Belichick and say, Hey, it's, you know, it's third and 15, and I've got this great run play. <laughs> what? What do you mean? What are you talking about? Would you rather see that or a third down pitch pass to Brandon oh, Holden? Oh, gosh. That's, that's the, that's the million-dollar question. Well, it, that, that goes to Belichick and his DNA, right? Father was a coach at Navy, scouted extensively. You know, sometimes you, you you when you come from that tenet of, you know, look, when you run the football, there are less chance for mis- less chance for mistakes to happen, right? Make them tackle you. That's some of that old school. Make them tackle you. You get the runner has the forward momentum. They've got to stop you to get two yards. Today's today's coordinator is kind of like, oh man, I can have a seven wide receiver set. I found a loophole of how many guys you could have on the line. I, I realized that if you stuck one foot out a little further right, it, it, it technically covers the center better. You got guys who are designing plays like that. How many can you get out there? And that's kind of what Tom evolved into when you think about it. Brady wasn't always a 300-yard-a-game quarterback. You know, that that's what makes him so special. We'll get to him shortly. But that's what makes him so gifted is that, look, Bill is still always going to be of that old school, that third and two play. That's not coming out of the playbook. What Joe Judge is going to sit there and say, I want to toss this out. <laughs> okay, Jason Garrett's son. <laughs> right? Like, if you don't bring Jason Garrett in, like, you totally understand, like, Bill, no, what are you doing? You're losing your senses. But that's who Joe Judge, like, leaned on for offensive play calling. And if Joe Judge is going to be the offensive play caller, he may think there's some plays that he liked that Jason Garrett called. Oh, God, look out. Before we get into Tom Brady, some pretty interesting things have come out of the winter meetings. So, game-wise, overtime rule, there are two proposals on the table. And I say, a wah, a damn wah. The first one, the Colts and the Eagles are asking for each team to have possessions 
versus the first touchdown score is the winner. Uh, isn't it called Southern Sudden Death? Isn't that what that I think that's the problem is people are calling it overtime as if like you you get paid double time for still being there. No, it's sudden death. The whole idea behind sudden death is someone suddenly dies. That should be the loser. But the fan base has adjusted to like, okay, winning a game on a field goal and not a touchdown or not giving the other ch- team a chance to win the game, that that's perfectly fine. That's absolutely perfectly fine. Okay? But now you're talking about, well, they get a chance at a touchdown, and if they get a ch- if they get the touchdown, then they get a chance at a touchdown too. It's not called participation trophy time. It's called sudden death. But because people call it overtime, they think it's kind of like, you know, like, oh, man, my my next check's going to be fat. No, it's sudden death. So, no, each team should have at least one possession. I'm glad these people weren't, like, in the movie 300 or Gladiator or something like that. You know, (laughs) one of the guys in the combatants drops his sword. Oh, timeout. Can someone else bring him? No, off with his head. The Titans and Mike Vrabel have come up with something pretty creative and it's pretty interesting. I don't know how it works, but the Titans are proposing that the team that scores the touchdown, let's say they go down, score touchdown, the other team doesn't get the ball at all. Ah, if you want to end the game, you have to go for a two-point conversion. You like that, Justin? I was going to say that is actually my favorite one. I think that's a really... I think that's the best idea. I mean, if you go down, score a touchdown and a two-point conversion, I mean, there's got to be some, I guess there's going to be some kind of. Like, you, you, I mean, you're, you're I, done, I know, right? Like, like, there there like has to be done. some kind of motive to want to score first. Like, you want to still possess the ball first in overtime. So I guess it doesn't, that makes the most sense. I think that's I, the most logical I li- one. I like that one because that's kind of a form of a double death, right? Like, if sudden death is first person scores wins. That would be a double death, meaning like, okay, you just gave up the touchdown. Do you like finish him? You know, like and if you let a, of, if you let a team go seventy five yards and score a touchdown and right. a two point conversion, you don't deserve to win. Yeah, the you game. don't think, the in game. overtime right. that deserves to be. That's it. That's the game. Now, I guess the question would be: Is let's say the team stops them from scoring the two point conversion, and they go down and score a touchdown? Do they have to score the two point conversion? It was like really clear. Yeah, that's the, the see. That's going to be the hangup, right? Like, okay, if you're like, it would be detrimental to you to be the first touchdown score because if they stop you on the two point conversion, you know, I, that's why I say I still say it's simple enough. If a team gets the ball and they go down and kick a field goal, that other team has to score a touchdown or the game continues to go on. So they have the option to go for the field goal, but usually when you're going for the field goal and you're down by three. You're not really that close, you know, like because time is probably running out on you as well. Now, playoff, you're going to continue to play and play on and play on and play on. I think it's fine the way it is. The Rooney rule, and this is huge. The Rooney rule has been updated that all teams must have at least one woman or minority on their offensive staff again. All teams must have a woman or a minority on their offensive staff. One day, I think this might be like kind of off the cuff called the Brian Flores rule. 
Because I think what you started seeing in the NFL and a lot of these guys and these owners have figured it out. That as the Rooney rule was enforced, okay, we're going to get a black coach, we'll put him on the defensive side, and then we can always make the complaints that, hey, the offense is stagnant. Okay? Why? Because we need to score points. I think of Mike Singletary when he was with the 49ers. And they couldn't score for their life. They had a great defense. They had really, this is a pretty tough defenses. But they couldn't score for their life. And so now suddenly you create this narrative that says, well, your next offensive coach should be, I mean, your next head coach really should come from the offensive side. And if there are not a lot of black coordinators or even what's happening with Eric Bieniemy, some can make an argument about, you know, the situation that happened in the parking lot back in the day. But at the end of the day, the argument has always been, hey, you need you need an offensive side of the ball coach. And that's now changing because now they're going to start seeing what does the assistant do? Like suddenly the quality control guy is put on the offensive staff. I'm sorry, that's wrong. He carries in the jerseys. He's 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 technically on the offense side, you know. They're gonna make them the get back coach just for yeah. the offense, though. When your <laughs> yeah, team's right. possessing the ball, that's the only time that you are the get back coach holding back the head coach. <laughs> Tyrell in videography suddenly finds out he's on the offensive. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I laugh only because that's what the loopholes have been, whether it be in football or society. It's the loopholes. It's like when the EEOC really started enforcing, you know, <laughs> I'm going to say something here in the industry, but like, I'm sorry, you got different formats, right? You got pop, you got hip hop, you got all these different ones. And so in the early eighties, they're like, oh, oh, well, we don't have a Venus flytrap. So <laughs> Sue <laughs> or Suzette, you're going to be the one hire and we've got them covered. Nobody on the air staff is black. But, hey, when you come to the front door, they are. So there have always been loopholes going on. And the NFL just got called on it where stick all these black coaches on defense and never hire them to be head coaches. Now the Rooney Rule has been updated to say you must have at least one woman or one minority on the offensive staff. So, ironically, with all this Brady news, Belichick was asked about Brady. Check this out. How surprised were you that Tom unretired? Yeah, I have talked to Tom about all that. <laughs> you hear him suck his teeth, right? What he said? You have to ask Tom about all that. Anybody who sucks their teeth and they're not eating in front of you, which it doesn't sound like Bill was having a meal, is like, oh, come on, really? But there's a whole lot of hubbubaloo about what Brady is doing or not doing. And again, there's a part of me that's a bit sick of the machine. I got to speed this up a little here. Where, look, are you trying to get yourself to the Dolphins? Or are you, or are you, is something going on with you and Bruce Arians? Here's Skip Bayless. Do I believe this could happen next year? I do. Do I believe it could happen before this, this coming? No, no I do not. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Because no. he would look terrible. Yeah. No, well, right? skip, I don't, but I don't believe. I don't believe. You think Tampa would trade him? Not now. Yeah, exactly. Like at this moment. Yeah, yeah no. If skip, if they get closer to the season, they definitely not trade him. Yeah, yeah. So I don't see how Tampa makes that move right now. The draft may present draft day could present a, present a surprise. Who knows? But speaking of surprise, head coach Mike McDaniel with the Dolphins. 
totally thrown by these stories about Brady coming to the Dolphins. Absolutely. Has anyone Tom Brady? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Tom Brady? The Super Bowl winner? No. Yeah, that, that has not been in conversation um, at all. That I, I think that's what you'd call fake news. Oh. Yeah, which Tom Brady were you thinking? The cousin of the Brady Bunch? Come on, you know which Tom Brady they're talking about. It's all going to be fascinating. All right, coming next. Uh, my thoughts on Will Smith and Chris Rock, what happened last night. Plus, we'll find out the winner of tonight's uh, Wrestle Madness and getting ready for the Bruins and Toronto tomorrow night. I've got a song that's just going to have Maple Leafs fans lose their mind next on WEEI Late Night. WEEI Late Night on WEEI. Boston's Sports Original. That demographic is heavily engaged on social media and have been cord cutting not watching traditional television so how could we engage the demographic we so desperately covet at the start of a broadcast to get this show off quote life support and bring in those listeners and viewers into our our little uh Oscars evening. Uh-oh, Richard! <laughs> oh, wow! Wow! Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Wow, dude! It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your no! I'm going to, okay? <laughs> oh, okay. That was the greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Late night, W-E-E-I. It's KJ. Thank you so much for spending the last hour, 45 minutes, or if it's just been for like 15 minutes. I appreciate you being here. I will get to your comments shortly, and then we've got the Bruins parody getting you ready for the Maple Leafs here tomorrow night in about four minutes. So, to start off this break, you heard Chris Curtis from the Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10, uh, with his theory thinking that uh, the whole Chris Rock and Will Smith thing was all a big setup, that it was all scripted, that it was for ratings purposes. It was, I, it, well, I would dispel that because that event didn't happen until 11 o'clock at night. So if you're going to stage something, you, you, you want to stage it at 9 o'clock. <laughs> you want them to stay for two more hours versus another 30 minutes. So I, I would throw that theory out. I will say this. What is unfortunate for me as a person who is in the media, and I'm not an A-list celebrity, somewhere my letter is around D, E, or F, to see two black men have to be the entertainment in a negative light for the entire world to discuss. That it's conflict. What I would have done this, or what I would have done, or if it wasn't The Rock, he wouldn't have done that. Sad. It's tough to see. It's not funny. Well, what about what happens to comedians when they say, well, you know, we're in a kind of a new world. People don't have home phones anymore. And you might get smacked the hell in the mouth if you say something wrong at the comedy show. That might ju- that might be on the table. That's where we are as a society. But I will say this. I don't agree or disagree what Will Smith did, thats I'm not a judger in that regard. But I do understand this. When you're married and you love someone, 
you don't know how far you will go. You do not know until the circumstance is put in front of you. That's going to put that all on the line. And that's what happened last night. Did Chris Rock know that Jada Pickett-Smith has alopecia where you lose your hair? I don't know that. People are like, well, Will was laughing at first. Have you ever laughed at something and realized that you were the joke? That's where you go, ha, ha, ho, ho, hold the hell up. And that's what happened. Both men have apologized. But both men, and I think about when Chris Rock did his stand-up where he said, in the neighborhood where he lives with Mary J. Blige and Stevie Wonder, and he has to tell these jokes and go on the road and do all this stuff, but his next door neighbor is the local dent is a local dentist. Now, some people say that hasn't been true. The point being is, when two black men ascend to a level like that, there are more people who wish who are ready to push them off than to lift them up. I'm just going to be honest with you. And so understand, and if you're a married guy, because here's what's crazy: every weekend somewhere there's a confrontation that goes on where somebody says, what did you say to my wife? Or what did you say about my wife? And it ain't even medical. It's not on national television. It's not an award show. It's sometimes broken up by the wait staff. It happens all the time. But because it's two black guys with a lot of money and prestige and cameras and porters, I text my best friend who was there last night. Kenny, are you there? He's like, yes. It wasn't anything like, oh, did you see that? You see that? Because that's what the that's what the loud that's what the loud minority did. Yell back and forth. It's sad. It's unfortunate. And I'm glad I'm here to be able to say that. I don't care. I don't give a damn what anybody thinks. All right, let's go to the text line three seven ninety three seven. Get some of the texts that have come in. Uh, what you got on the text line, Justin? We got this one from the seven eight one. College rules are the best for the NFL overtime. Oh, yeah, the NFLPA is going to step in and be like, okay, you're going to break some bones if you're going to keep doing this thing from the 25. I, I think the way it's, it is right now, it's perfectly fine. Uh, next comment. And we got this one from the 830. Freedom is right for standing up to communist China. You are a wet noodle, KJ. Yeah, you haven't seen my macaroni ziti, baby. <laughs> yeah, Ennis is a wet noodle when it comes to scoring or doing anything on the court. So if you're cheering on... And it's the the broadcaster, bro, have at it. I know some people over at Waltham Public Television, they may be happy to put you on. But in terms of like, I'm not lying about that. But I'm just saying, you're like, you know, and it's like the person who says that really doesn't care about basketball. They sit there and grit their teeth and go, I can't believe they make all that money. I can't believe you sit there and look at people's wet noodles. He's like, who are you, bro? All right. Bruins have won 9 of 12 this month and are on an unbelievable roll. And how better and how sweet would it be to push the the the, the Maple Leafs even a couple points even further back because the Bruins have absolutely shown what it's all about and we celebrated in song where it's called Maple Leaves have always been losers. Hit it Justin. Hey all you Maple Leafs fans. I'm just sick of Grandpa always talking about George Armstrong and Red Kevin, Johnny Bauer. You know, guys born almost 100 years ago. 
that says something about your hockey team, it always dies. Yeah, even Michael Myers couldn't help you with that love guru crap. That movie sucked too. However, I like Ron Wilson. Met him back in 91 when I used to work with his cousin Tracy back in North Carolina. But I tell you, there's nothing finer than seeing the leaves give up on old one-timer. Maple leaves have always been losers. Every year their fans will cry. Maple leaves have always been losers. Unless you're older than 55. Maple leaves have always been losers. Every year their fans will cry. They're starting now. Maple leaves have always been losers. Unless you're older than 55. Yeah, the leaves, baby. They're going to fall apart. That's why the brew's going to get in that high parts. The leaves going to die. Who else? Who else is doing ACDC parodies in the same hour you're doing a ludicrous parody? Who? Who? WEI, your home for Boston's best variety. That, that, <laughs> give yourself the drum roll on that one, you know. <laughs> 93.7, where we've got ACDC parodies and ludicrous. Yeah. It's that, that it's that time for them for those leaves to fall off those maple trees and just start to crumble and die. It looked like the Bruins were going to be stuck in seventh forever. And now look at the, hey, 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 Maple Leafs, we got something for you after Tuesday night. Get behind us on the bus. Because that's going to be an absolute showdown. They haven't played each other since the Bruins were five and four. And what this game means, it's going to be electric tomorrow night at TD Garden. All right, before we get out of here, we got to get the, we have to announce the winner of tonight's Wrestle Madness. In the match between The Miz, the two seed, and Shawn Michaels, Justin, we have an upset. What? The heart break. Yes, Shawn Michaels upsetting The Miz and now getting ready for a showdown against stunning Steve Austin or Stone Cold. I just called him his old school name right there. So. These brackets are setting up nicely. We go to the final bracket tomorrow night where the number one seed, The Rock, takes on the four seed. Once we finish that bracket, we'll be down to our semifinalists in a showdown to figure out who in Wrestle Madness has the best microphone promo skills. At WEEI, follow, follow. At KJ Carson, have a wonderful night. Thanks for hanging out on Late Night. Mike Milbury on the Greg Hill Show, chatting Bruins. Do you feel like they might actually be legitimate contenders now? The biggest thing they're doing now is they're skating so much better. The checking is so much better than it was prior to the start of the year. And uh, am I giving them odds on favorite to win a Stanley Cup? No, but I guess there's there's now much more reason to believe than I thought there would be three months ago. Miss Mike Milbury on the Greg Hill Show? Listen to it on demand anywhere, anytime. Download the Odyssey app and take Boston sports with you everywhere you go. W-E-E-I. W-E-E-I.
New England Sports Original. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.